church in complete control and we need to make sure we continue to follow that and make sure that we allow the holy ghost to lead us and guide us and um and believe god for great things i will be doing some more uh preaching and teaching through the book of acts um and um last sunday night i uh it's somewhat expository expository is where you take verse by verse i'm not necessarily breaking down every verse but just focusing in chapters and an overall focus on that and last week uh, I was actually talking about in Acts chapter 1, and the basic theme was preparation for what God had and what God was doing. We talked about to prepare, they had to have the spirit of obedience. Everybody say obedience. And so that obedience, he commanded them, and, and we don't like that a lot. You know, we don't want nobody commanding us, but the Bible has some commands in it. You know, the Ten Commandments, for example. But there are lots of things that God says, do this, don't do this. And in order for us to be prepared for the things of God, we've got to be willing uh, to have obedience. Obedience. Uh, the other thing we talked about is faithfulness, how that God uh, requires that and how they were faithful. Uh, we talked last week about the fact that they allowed the Word of God to heal old wounds so they could move forward. There are things that have happened in our past. Things that that have uh, maybe knocked the breath out of us. Have you ever had the breath knocked out of you? Uh, I remember as a uh, as a kid at the old church, um, we we it was Souls Harbor, and at the old church uh, over on Bab Avenue, we had these pillars that were like that you would find at a uh, you know on a, a deck. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dock. There we go. Port. Yeah, these, these huge, you know, in my mind, you know, they were massive. They're probably like this big around. But in my mind, they were massive with these big pillars. And then they had ropes that were tied to those two. And they, they were about this far apart on either side. And uh, we used to get great thrills out of running and hurdling these things. And now it's from the, the it was a, maybe about this high. Then you had to jump up and then it was on the ground. So you had to jump over that. And I remember one time I went to jump and it caught my foot. And man, I hit my chest, boom, and I, I thought I died right there. I just thought it was over. I was like, tears, you know, going, I leave my mama. Life knocks your breath out. Life comes, and you didn't expect it. You were just having a good time. You were just kind of going with the flow. All of a sudden, your toe gets caught on something that normally you could get over. But all of a sudden it catches you and you fall and it knocks your breath out. And what do I do? The way to get over it, because you got to be ready to be able to receive from God, is you got to get back to the Word. The Word is what gave them freedom to move on. The Word is what liberated them so they could move on. Amen. And then inclusion. We talked about all these things were preparation. They did not exclude. They included. They felt, They filled the positions and moved forward. So uh, that, that chapter, we talked about preparation. And today we will be in Acts chapter 2, and it's going to be talking about unification. The basic theme throughout this is unification, and we are going to be talking about that. Will you do me a favor and turn to the person beside you and tell them the vision of Souls Harbor? Go ahead and let the person know on the other side. What's the vision of Souls Harbor? It's to model the book of Acts church. I'm going to get my water right here. To model the book of Acts church. And uh, we want to do that in every way possible. We talk about five ways in particular. The early church, they were oneness in their theology, apostolic in their doctrine, Pentecostal in their experience, holiness in their lifestyle, Christ-like in their character. I say that over and over again, just like your grandpa used to do, but you remember everything your grandpa said like that, remember? You thought, man, he repeats himself a lot, but you remember it. I want you to remember it. And um, so every way possible, five ways in particular, but we're just going to march through the book of Acts here. Acts chapter 2, talking about unification. Unification, the word means, by definition, it is the process of being united or made into a whole. The process of being united or made into a whole. And so let's just walk through Acts chapter 2 together. Are you ready? 
Are you ready? And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire. And it set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. I haven't even talked about it, but just because the Word is so good, let's clap our hands for the Word of God. Hallelujah. And so we find here on the day of Pentecost that they were all with one accord in one place. Now, there are two types of unity that I believe the early church had and that we all need. The first is a spirit of unity. And second is the unity of the spirit. First is a spirit of unity. Now, a spirit of unity can be with anybody. A baseball team can have a spirit of unity. We're all together in this thing. We're all going to play this thing together. We're all on the same team. A baseball team can have a spirit of unity. A church can or cannot have a spirit of unity. But here we start with, and I think this is key, they have not received the Holy Ghost yet. At this point... I do not believe that they are at the point that they have the unity of the Spirit. They have not all been filled with the Holy Ghost. But it starts off before they're able to get to the point that they have the unity of the Spirit. They had a spirit of unity. They were all with one accord and in one place. It is the mindset of the people of God. We should not be looking for opportunities to be our own little individual island. If you are a part of the church, be a part of the church. If you're part of an apostolic church, be a part of an apostolic church. Be a part of the church that claps their hands, that lifts their voice. Be a part of the church of the living God. It is not the will of God for us to come to church and yet do our own thing. God is looking for a unification of the people of God where we are one mind, one accord, focused on the things of God. Because when that happened, when they had a spirit of unity, the Holy Ghost came in. And in verse number four, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. When they had a spirit of unity, the unity of the spirit came and captured their heart together. I tell you something. Unity does not just happen. I don't know if you've ever seen anybody do anything in unity. Whether it's a band that's a a drum line that's hitting. That don't just happen. It takes practice. It takes focus. It takes, you know, working on it and doing it again and doing it again. And they make sure their hand comes up to a certain. They can't just fling however they want to. No, they want that stick to come to a certain point and down. And I'm here to tell you as the church, you should not be doing drum solos and you should not just have your own thing going on. You need to decide what can I do uh, to be in lockstep uh, with the church uh, of the living God? Uh, because that's when the Holy Ghost is poured out. Uh, when there's a spirit of unity, uh, the unity Unity of the spirit uh, comes running, but you got to be willing to fight for it. Fight for it. That's what the apostle Paul was saying in Ephesians four and three, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring. It's a job. It's an endeavor. It's a process. There's work involved. Endeavoring to keep it. 
the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. See, everything Paul is trying to get across here is that we need to be together in this thing. We need to work together in this thing. And so he's preaching and he says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Next verse. Uh, for it, there, uh, there is one body and one spirit, even as we are called in one hope of this calling. Uh, there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all, who is through all, who is in you all. You see, the early church was all about, let's do this together. We're not doing this solo. We're doing this thing together. We are the church of the living God. It's all of us, or it may be none of us. He goes on to talk about here in Ephesians that he first, he, excuse me, he ascended, but first he descended into the lower parts uh, of the earth. And then as we come into verse 11, again, it's all about unification. It's all about making sure everyone in their place, uh, everyone has a place, uh, everyone's in their place. Uh, in verse 11, and he gave some apostles, and he gave some prophets, and he gave some evangelists, and he gave some pastors, uh, and he gave and teachers. Uh, why? for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body not just for the edification of the individual the edification of the body there's sometimes when you come into church you worship not even for yourself you worship to help your brother out you worship to help your sister out what's going on I want to edify the body I want the body to be edified it's bigger than me it's great greater than me. It's the church. Oh, somebody worship him just for a moment. And he goes on verse 13 till we all come to the unity of the faith. It's all about one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who's above all through all in you all. All these things talking about the, the togetherness till we all come to the unity of the faith. It's important. We need both the unity of the spirit and the spirit of the of unity. And let me tell you, however we live, however we live, you will and I will begat what I am. The Bible says that he, every seed Yielding fruit after its own kind. Every animal after their own kind. Penguins don't produce alligators. Don't happen. We will begat what we are. And if people come into this church and there is division among us and there's no unity, we'll have a church and they look over. Oh boy. They look over and see that sweet saint of God that they can tell is part of this church. But worship's going on. And they're not unified in worship. They think, I don't need to be unified either. They're not raising their hand. I guess it's just for a few. But when they come to the house of God, and even the most feeble among us, I've watched even tonight, I, I watched back here, Sister Maribel, she's got her hand resting on her arm, but she's still in it. I just want you to know I'm still in it with you. We're still together in this thing. It's important. This story just came to me. Uh, my, my father and I and many men are here. We're at the men's conference in Apopka. I thank Brother Williams and all those that put on a wonderful conference there. But Brother Huntley is preaching. And I love Brother Huntley. And he, he told this story. And it just came to my mind just now. He said that there was a, a man out in, I believe it was the Tennessee Hills. And he said he looked out and this bear was coming out up at him and he ran in the house and he said he got his twice barrel out twice barrel out he said he ran out and by that time his wife was 
saw what was going on and he ran out with that shotgun and he's blasting that thing in the air and that bear's running and he's running yelling after that bear getting him out of there and he turned to his wife and when he turned around she was standing behind him with a hairbrush he said oh maul what are you going to do with that hairbrush he said well I know it wasn't going to do much but I just wanted that bear to know whose side I was on Let me tell you something. It's important. Everyone should know whose side you're on. Everyone should know, hey, I'm a part of that. That worshiping stuff, that's me. That praising stuff, I'm a part of it. I may only have a hairbrush. I may just be able to raise my hand like this. But I want everybody to know whose side I am on. Come on, church of the living God. Whose side are you on? Because you may be seated. We will begat begat what we are. And if people come in and say, well, not everyone prays at the altar. Not everybody worships. Not everyone goes to the prayer room. Oh, glory. I'm trying to think how far I want to go here. You get what I'm saying, right? You think, well, I'm just, I'm just kind of sitting out. We don't get sit out times. There are people going to come to church. There are people here this morning. There's people here tonight. It may be their only time in this place. And they need to see a church that's in one mind, one accord. They need to see a church that says, come on. I'm not here to be entertained by the choir. I'm here to worship the Lord with the choir. I'm not here to hear the preacher. I'm here to back up the preacher and say, amen, glory to God, hallelujah. Preach to me, preacher. I want people to know I'm a part of this thing. You need to think. You may be seated. How far you will go. For the sake of unity. I've said it in the past here. That the great apostle Paul. Made his points and his. And his understanding of the word of God. Very clear. And he made it clear how he felt. About the Jewish need of circumcision of the. uh, Of the foreskin. He made it very clear. It's not necessary. It's the the circumcision of the heart that happens in baptism. We talked about it this morning. He wasn't shy about it. And one of his sons in the gospel, by the name of Timothy, he knew what Pastor Paul preached. He knew how Pastor Paul felt. He knew it wasn't a salvation issue with Pastor Paul. But when they went to Jerusalem, this young preacher, Timothy, was willing to be circumcised as a grown man, not because he had to, but just for the sake of unity. Come on, church. How far will you go just to be in unity with the body of Christ? There should be something inside of us. If it's going against scripture, don't have anything to do with it. If it's against the word of God, stand against it. But if it doesn't, just get in with what the people of God are doing. Just get in the unity of the spirit. All right. The unity of the disciples brought the unity of the spirit that brought unity among the people. Back to the Acts chapter 2. Now we're in verse 5. They were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. If I say every nation. Now, when this was noised abroad, the multitudes came together, together, together. The unity of men, the disciples brought the unity of the spirit that brought together the people. And they were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. 
they were all amazed and marveled, saying one to another, Behold, are not all these which speak Galileans? How hear we every man in our own tongue where when we were born? And then he goes through 12 different nationalities. And in verse 12, he picks it back up. They were all amazed and were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? Others mocking, say, These men are full of new wine. But we see what happens here. When the disciples had a spirit of unity, we see the unity of the spirit. Then we see at least 12 nationalities, different countries that has now come together. Hmm. See, all of these different things happened. This is what Pentecost is all about, Bishop. It's the inclusion. It's the unification of the body of Christ. It's everyone coming together. That's why later on we'll get there in Acts chapter 10 that Peter opens his mouth and says, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted. Understand this about Acts chapter 2. It's not just about the unity of this, but what it's saying is when we get unified, we get unified. And when we are unified and we unified, there's not a nationality not a language barrier there is nothing that can stop a church that's unified everybody becomes a part of the body there's revival that begins to take place it's not us four no more it's not our little circle and our little clique it's exactly right It is sinful to be prejudiced against another group of people. Stupid is what it is. I'm sorry. God is no respecter of persons. If God is no respecter of persons, why in the world should you be a respecter of person? I don't care what their background is. I don't care what they look like. I don't care what they talk like. It's the will of God for all of us to be in unity together. So when things start happening, people start coming together. And this is important. When things start going well, we should not decide all of a sudden we don't need anyone anymore. We're going to begin to show our individuality. Well, I've got this thing rolling. Now it's about me. No, no, it's not about you. It's not about me. It's about the kingdom. I don't, I, be honest with you, people say, oh, I'm amazed at what you're doing and allowing people to go to the Nellen. I'm not amazed. To me, it's the kingdom. We're, we're, we're building a kingdom. It's not about me. It's not about just about bishops. It's not about Brother Daniel. It's not about uh, uh, this church, that church. We're building the kingdom of God. This thing is bigger than us. This thing is greater than us. That's why this church for years has given money to go overseas and send Bishop and myself uh, all over the world to preach the gospel. Why? This thing is bigger than us. Uh, That's what Acts chapter 2 is all about. Uh, Unification uh, of every tongue, of every language, uh, of every background, every nationality. It's the unification of the church. Because when I get to heaven, uh, we're going to be dancing with every color. When I... When I get to heaven, we're going to be dancing with every creed. When I get to heaven, we're going to be in this thing together. Where are you? Are you going to be with me? I hope together. Together. Things start going good. And Pastor Jason starts saying, this thing is all about me. No. Things start going to tell them in, in a couple of months. And Brother Daniel starts saying, this is all about me. No. It's not what it's about. And, and Peter had enough insight to say, I can't do this on my own. So verse 14 does not read. Peter, that had the keys, stood up by himself. He said, Peter... Say, look, what started this thing was unity. 
Peter said, I, I didn't get this by myself. We're in this thing together. So Peter stood up with the 11 and said, here, what I've got to say, it's bigger than anyone. It's bigger than one, one personality. This thing is the kingdom of God. And what he preaches is unification. He starts preaching and everything is about us, about inclusion. What does he say? Verse 16. But this is that which is spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, it shall come to pass, excuse me, in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon a few people. All flesh, all, all kinds of flesh, all flesh. I'm going to pour out my, on all flesh uh, with just the men. No, your sons and your daughters are going to get in this thing. Uh, well, it's just for the young. Uh, no, uh, young men uh, and old men are going to be in this thing. Uh, well, it's just for people that's got money. No, uh, your servants, uh, your handmaidens. Uh, I'm going to pour out of my spirit uh, on that day. Uh, they shall prophesy. I'm telling you the book of Acts, uh, Acts chapter 2 uh, is saying, look, uh, it's all of us together or it will be none of us. He said, I will show wonders in the heaven above and signs in the earth beneath blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the coming of the Lord's coming. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God says anyone can be a part of this. Whosoever will, let him come and drink from the waters of life freely. He said, whosoever will call on my name we can't get the attitude that boy this is a great church in here when there's people out there that are hurting let me tell you the ones that are hurting the worst the ones that are showing the attitude the worst are the ones that know they need what we have they do everything they can to show their individuality they do everything they can to show the face and penetrate the heart and say, I can do something to help this brother. I can do something to help this sister. This guy's going through something. He needs something greater than himself. Everything about it was together, together, together. We're at 21. We're going to skip verses 22 through 36. And I'm going to come back to it in a moment. So Peter is now done preaching. He has finished preaching. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And it did not become a one-man show. They said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, some of you. Repent. I see some people that know their Bible. They just looked up at me like, no, sir, I did not say that. Repent and be baptized, every one of you. This thing is an inclusion of everybody. He's not speaking to some and not to others. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is it? It's unification. It's everybody. For the promises unto you, not just you, but your children. Not just your children, but to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. He said, come on, let's keep adding. Verse 41, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I quoted 3,000 souls. I'll get there. We see here again, you may be seated, God, including everybody. God wants everybody in this thing, experiencing the same thing. Everybody needs to experience the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection. Everyone needs to repent. Everyone needs to be baptized in Jesus' name. Everyone needs the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. He said this same gift, it's for everyone, no matter who you are, whosoever will. 
He wants us to have the same experience. He wants us to walk by the same rule. He wants us to mind the same things. He wants us to have the unity, the unity, the unity. And let me tell you, unity cannot be a one-time event. It must be a continuation. It must be something that stays moving onward. Look, the next verse, verse 42. Everything about this chapter amazes me. Everything's about togetherness, unity. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear, fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles and all that and, and all that believe were together, together. It was the church. They didn't say, listen, well, we were together that one time in that one prayer meeting. We were together at that one service. Uh, they had an attitude uh, that we continue in this thing. Uh, we keep walking in this thing. Uh, this is something we're going to keep on doing uh, together. Uh, everyone that believed was together, uh, had all things common uh, to the point they sold their possessions and good uh, and parted it to all men uh, as every man uh, hath need. Uh, and they continued uh, daily uh, in one accord. Uh, in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did they eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Everything about it is we can do this thing together. Because the only way to have the power of God flowing is for there to be unity. I'm telling you, nothing will stop a revival in a church like disunity. That's why the... Man of God, the man after God's own heart, David, said in Psalms 133, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, the high priest. It's when he became the high priest. And went down into the skirt of his garment. As the dew of Haram. And as the dew that descended upon the mount of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Even life evermore. Where there's unity. There's a commanded blessing. This dew that ran down, this starts in the tops of the mountains with just dew that begins to settle and it begins to run down and begins to collect with other streams. It becomes the river Jordan that, that, that begins to flow and so much life is in it where many were baptized and healed. Miracles happen, but it's that anointing that stops at the top and it has a gathering. This dew drop gathers with that dew drop and it doesn't seem like much, but there are times in the year that if you were going to a certain place, there's rock climbing areas uh, where people are scaling mountains uh, and they say this time of year, uh, don't climb this uh, because there's so much dew collecting. Uh, there's so much happening uh, up in the mountains uh, that there are flash floods uh, that will wipe people out uh, because there's so much uh, get togetherness. Uh, there's so much this drop uh, gathered with that drop. Uh, get, oh, that's not much. Uh, but as it comes together, uh, it begins to build uh, and it becomes the mighty river. What's going on? Uh, that's what unity is. Uh, it's the anointing. It's the river that flows. Everything is in the river. That's why there's blessings. There's life at the river. There's sustenance at the river. Refreshment at the river. And it's like the dew. It's unity. It's like the anointing oil. It's unity. They praise God. They have favor with all the people. This is the one I accidentally quoted when I was supposed to be reading something earlier. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. When there is unity, God can add to the church. And when there is disunity, God will not add to disunity. We will not have revival. We will not have increase whenever there is disunity. As a matter of fact, in Proverbs 6, 16, it says, These six things doth the Lord hate. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven 
an abomination unto him. A proud look, I'm better. You can't have unity in the church when you got people feeling like they're better than somebody else. You can't do anything. You can't get a move of God in here when you got people that think they're too good uh, to witness. They're too good to teach a Bible study. They're too good to shout their hair down every now and then. I'm here to tell you uh, a proud look uh, will flat kill revival. And there's things that God hates. uh, And a proud look uh, is one of those things. Uh, A lion tongue, a hand that sheds innocent blood. Innocent blood. People that come to the house of God. And they hear a forked tongue come at them. And you begin to speak against another brother. You've got innocent blood on your hands. Let me let you in on who to be around and who not to be around. Let me let you in on all these things. Uh, You've got innocent blood on your hands. Uh, That new convert don't need to hear your tidbit of information about a brother or a sister. You've got innocent blood on your hands. A heart with wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift to run to mischief. God hates it. How are we going to have revival? When somebody's always saying, oh, there's a problem. Not, not there's something good. Not I can help it. Oh, I heard there's an issue over here. Let me go over here. Oh, let me get on Facebook uh, and put a little junk up on there. You need to keep your face junk off Facebook. You know what that is? It can be good. It can also be the devil's play plus direction. Go to them and them alone. That's how you handle a situation. Always running the problems. Always want to get involved with all the issues. A false witness speaking lies. He that soweth discord. God hates it. God hates it. And I hate it with him. I hate it if you open up your thick mouth and begin to speak against your brother and sister and you cause discord. If God can say he hates it, I'm with God. I hate it too. I'm standing with God. I hate it. Come on, somebody. Y'all wish you would get some attitude and stand with God. If God hates it, I hate it too. If God despises it, I despise it too. That's my brother. That's my sister. We're going to heaven together. That's why Paul told us to mark those. That caused division among you. And it says the reason they're causing division is so that they're not serving the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies. The reason you caused this uh, disunity in the brethren is because it's all about you. But if it can be about Brother Donnie, and if it can be about Sister Sheffield and Brother Burrs and Sister Burrs. If it could be about Brother Mary, Brother and Sister Marisage, if it could be about Brother Bob, if it could be about Brother Jeff, if it could be about Brother Mario, if it could be about Brother Christian, if, if it could be uh, about your brother and your sister, all of a sudden, uh, it's not about my home belly, uh, and I'm not going to hurt. Why? I'm part of them. They're part of me. Uh, I'm not going to hurt myself. Uh, I'm not going to cut myself. Uh, I'm not going to wound myself. Uh, I'm a part of the body. Stand with me. How do you keep unity in the church? You remember I said I'm going to skip a few verses. Starting at Acts chapter 1. They're all one accord, one place. It's unity, 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 unity. All the way to verse 22. Then we jumped to verse 37, I believe. Unity, unity, all the way to the end. We're right in the middle. That's when Peter preached about Jesus. The only way we stay unified, if Jesus stays in the center 
of everything we do. It's not, I, I, don't, I don't reach people because of me. Jesus died for him. It's all about him. He began to say, you, you, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you. And ye yourself also know. And then he began to talk about how David talked about him. He talked about the miraculous. He talked about all these different things. And by the time he got done, they were saying, what shall we do? I want to be saved. Let me tell you what's going to happen when the people see unity in the church and they don't see backbiting and fighting in the church. And then they hear, what are they talking about? What's the center of their life? They're talking about about Jesus. They're talking about how Jesus loves each other. How Jesus died for everyone. They're talking about how good Jesus is. And they say, wow, I want to be a part of that. I invite you to come with me. Come quickly. Everyone, this church in unity. When Jesus is in everything we do, if Jesus is in everything we do, We will have both a spirit of unity and the unity of the spirit. Brother Ellis, I need you. Thank you for being willing to. Come on up here with me. Thank you for being willing to raise such wonderful children. That helps this church so much. I really appreciate that. You taught them to be part of the church. You didn't teach them to just do their own thing. You taught them to be part of the church. And I thank you for that. I thank you for that. It's it's bigger than me. It's bigger than an individual. It's the church. And we got to look at it and say, how can I help my brother? How can, what, what is the book of Acts chapter two all about? Read it. It's about unity. It's about Jesus. And that's where the church was born. That's where the miraculous began. When there was unity, the unity of the Spirit came, drew the people, Jesus in the center of all. Then they continued on together. It wasn't a one-time event. You've been in church for a long time. If you've been here for many years, it's because you decided that there's things more important than your individual thought process. There's no other way. If you've been in this church for years, either myself or my dad has said something that probably rubbed you wrong. But you know what you decided? I'm a part of something bigger than me. And when we had unity, we've always seen revival. And this is why I'm preaching. I'm preaching because I want to see the miraculous. I want to see the supernatural. Hear me. Not just among us. I want a sinner that don't know anything about Jesus to walk in and feel the power of God so strong that they come running to an altar with tears flowing down their face saying, I don't know what I feel, but there's such unity here. I feel something that's greater than myself. What's going on? It's the power of God working and moving. Will you join with someone around you and let's pray together in unity right now. Oh, Jesus, will you lift your voice? Will you pray for your brother and pray for your sister? Don't pray for yourself right now. Pray for somebody else. Come on, if you've been involved with backbiting, uh, repent. If you've sowed discord among the brethren, uh, repent right now. Get rid of that mess. Uh, Don't let it be in your life any longer. In the name of Jesus, unity is more important uh, than your little side issue. Uh, Unity is more important uh, than your little revelation. Uh, Unity is more important. That's it. Let the Holy Ghost flow. Come on. Come on. I feel a spirit of unity. Now let the unity of the spirit begin to wash over this place. Let your voice out as you pray in the spirit, as you speak in that heavenly language. You say, I don't know what to do. Close your eyes, lift your hands and just talk to Jesus. Lift your hands or talk to him. People are going to pray for you, but just talk to him. There you go. Just talk to him.
That's it. Just talk to him. He loves you. He died for you. Just talk to him. Just love on him. I love you, Jesus. I want you to be the center of my life. I want you to be the center of everything I say and everything I do. Jesus. I wish a prayer warrior would start praying in the spirit right now. I wish an intercessor will tap into the spirit right now. Come on, I feel the power of God beginning to flow. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Come on, that's it. There's a flow happening. If you need a miracle, lift your hands. In the atmosphere like this, you can be healed. If you are brokenhearted, if someone has spoken something against you, lift your hands and be healed. Let your heart be mended. That's it. There you go. There you go. Let your heart be mended. Let your heart be mended. They shouldn't have said it, but don't don't stay there. Be healed and move forward. They shouldn't have done it, but that's okay. Unity is important. Forgive them. Give up. Get over it. And let's move on together. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Go ahead, minister. I see people ministering. Go ahead, minister. You know someone's been going through something. You don't have to call them out. You don't have to have a deep word for them. Just put your hand on their shoulder and pray for them. Oh, God, touch my brother. Touch my sister. Come on, that's it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I'm not looking to be just an individual. I don't want to be just an island. I don't want to do this thing on my own. God, I want the body of Christ. I want to be connected. I want to find my place to serve. I want to find my place to be effective. In the name of Jesus. Come on, there's ministry happening right now. There's ministry happening right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's such a great presence of the Lord right now. I, don't, I just don't want to just stop. There's, there's people making up their minds. I'm not doing this on my own. I want to be a part of the body. I want to be a part of the body. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, that's it. Let's just keep ministering here for a few moments. Come on, let the Holy Ghost lead you to minister to somebody. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
That's it, just keep on praying. Father, make us one. Father, make us one. Hallelujah, Jesus, yes. So that the world will know you love them so much you gave your son. Hallelujah, that's it. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes. Oh, that's it. How wonderful. Jesus. Come on, we need you in the body of Christ. We really need each other. We need each other. So that the world will know you love them so much you gave your son. We really need each other. Father, make us one. Father, make us one. Hallelujah, Jesus. So that the world will know. That's it. Just keep ministering. Just keep ministering. God is revealing some things to some people. There's healing happening in some people's hearts right now. There's healing happening among the brethren. That's it. Pray for your brother. Pray for your sister. Let the Holy Ghost lead you. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. I'm really nothing without you. I need you just to survive. How can the hand say it has no Oh, yes. Come on, let the Holy Ghost heal you. Come on, that's what we read in Acts chapter 1. Come on, you got to be healed from the past. Let the Holy Ghost do you. Let the Holy Ghost heal you. Jesus. Our blood is the same. That's it, that's it. How can we go and reach this world if his body's ripped We really need each other. Young and old, rich and poor. Father, make us one. Every nationality, we need each other. So that the world will know you love them so much you gave your son. Oh, we We really need each other. you Jesus Father make us one so that the world will know Holy Ghost fall Holy Ghost fall right now Holy Ghost heal the broken heart Holy Ghost lift and encourage and strengthen Holy Ghost make the difference Father make us oh Jesus I need you Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Hallelujah. I'm really nothing without you. I need you just to survive. Hallelujah, Jesus. How can Hallelujah, I Jesus. say it has? Hallelujah, Jesus. We're so intricately joined together. Even our blood. Even our blood is the same. How can we go and the world will know you 
y que te he lo bocito de rondo y quita y otro soto de rondo y otro rondo y otro bocito y la maja y yo lo 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 bocito de rondo y otro rete y lo 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 maja oh Jesus yes us one come on go ahead that's it give it to God give it to God give it to God so that the world will know you love them so much you gave yourself we really need each other father make us one Jesus, oh Lord, make us one. Lord, make us one. Oh, make us one, Lord. Oh, yeah, we we really need each other. So that the world will know that you loved us so much, you gave your son. Oh Lord, I feel their healing in the atmosphere right now. I feel healing in the atmosphere right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. So that the world will know that you loved us so much. Oh, Lord, now we really need each other. Father, make us one. that you gave your son we really need each other that we are the the body of Christ that doesn't necessarily mean that you're just going to hang out with everybody there's certain personalities that flow better together you don't need to feel like 
because you, you don't flow in a certain thing that you're not part of it. You need to find there's there, there's plenty. I promise you in this church, there are so many different personalities and things that you can connect with. But the spirit must be one. The attitude. The thing that we are reaching for. It's one. Unification. I'm a part of you. You're a part of me. That's what Acts chapter 2. Read it. Together. 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 And what springs out of Acts chapter 2. Is such amazing. We'll be getting to it. Miracles, signs, and wonders that when they prepared themselves in Acts chapter 1, they unified themselves in the unity of the Spirit in Acts chapter 2, and it exploded across our world. We need it. We need, there's not one of us that's not needed. We need each other in the body of Christ. Aren't you thankful that you're a part of the body? I am. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know we have a wonderful baby shower to get to with Sister. Uh, <laughs> she, she's excited. Woo! Sister Siobhan and Brother Jeff, we're heading over there to do that. So I hope you brought something. If you didn't, if you've got cash, I'm sure they'll take cash so they can go buy that crib or that whatever they need. Uh, so I hope you uh, stop by for a moment. Make sure you greet one another. Is anything else needs to be said or done? Oh, hold on. Time out. Everyone pause. I am so sorry.